Hello and welcome to Make Ideas Reality, the podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to everyday creative heroes making their ideas reality that wouldn't necessarily get their story heard. I hope to inspire you with their stories, give you courage to leave your comfort zone, think big, and be the badass creator you are meant to be. I'm Justin White, aka The Garage Avenger. Let's do this! Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Make Ideas Reality. Uh, It's episode 20, which means I have my normal every 10 episode guest, Kristen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's nice to be back. It's good to be here. I can't believe you made it to 20 already, babe. You are flying this train. Speeding light. Can a train fly i'm not really I don't sure know. about that well you're flying along fine then <laughs> all right uh for those that didn't know um you can't whisper Kristen. <laughs> they can hear you have a microphone on it was meant like that come on it's supposed to be funny anyway uh for those who don't know every 10th episode i share a bit of my story and hopefully uh share some lessons i've learned and maybe you can learn from them or even just laugh at me later when you meet me in person um but in episode 10 we talked about um the breaking point which is where i was in such a bad mental state uh i convinced myself that i needed punishment and i repeatedly punched myself in the face like (laughs) proper fight club um And then, um, of course, I talked about going to psychologist and realizing I didn't want to be that person. So learning a little bit from the psychologist and then uh, getting an outlet, which was um, driving a rally car. Um, And, you know, I sort of we sort of left with driving a rally car um, in episode 10 and realistically though it was an adrenaline kick it was a lot of fun but it was a band-aid it wasn't I wasn't really fixing what was broken inside me and I really needed to work on that so um, fast forward to a year after the rallying and Chris and I decided that we were going to try and move countries and and move to Norway of all places (laughs) of course Kristen's Norwegian, it's if you didn't know. of all places. If we you... had two choices. And let's just be clear. We have better family, uh, um, what do we call it? Maternity leave and parental leave for when that was becoming a part of our journey. Anyway, just had to brag about that. So uh, moving to a foreign country, not the easiest thing to do. Had to learn another language, of course. Uh, Kristen didn't really teach me in the seven years Believe we were me, together. We tried to sit down, but it just wasn't a nice thing. He thinks I'm hacking at him, and I'm just trying to correct. It just ended up being a really, really not a nice experience. So we didn't do that. He had to learn it elsewhere. 
which was good <laughs> for me. We, yeah, we probably would have killed each other, let's be honest. Yeah, Even just doing this podcast can we be We survived difficult. rallying, language, not, not our thing. We needed our communication channel, which is English. Um, one good and bad thing that happened when I moved to Norway was the fact that I got a job straight away. Uh, it was great uh, in the respect that I had a job. But it was bad because that job sent me elsewhere from Norway and I didn't get to, you know, settle in. Yeah, I didn't, didn't get, get to, to acclimatize to the new country we were living in and the culture and everything. Sure, we'd been to visit a few times, but that was about it. And you don't really get to know a country until you start living there and have lived there for a while. Um, now, this job that I had in, well, it was a Norwegian company, but mostly I was traveling to China, um, a lot of travel, a lot of time away, uh, alone, uh, which was even more miserable than my times in submarines. Uh, at least in submarines, I had 60 other men that I could be miserable you know, with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or make some sort of fun there. Um, I was alone. I had an agent, but, you know, of course, he spoke broken English and it was a difficult time for me. Um, but the great thing about it was the money was good and I really learned a valuable lesson of what I didn't want. That's I, for sure. I was not hunting the money as such. Like the money was good in that job, but it was so physically, mentally draining that I just I couldn't do it anymore so after That's about funny. a year I gave it in yeah so it was around this time we uh, were looking to start a family yep and we you know we were trying for quite some time to to we tried for a few pregnant. months yeah and then there it was, and of course, Justin was traveling a lot. He was back and forth, and the day we found out, he was at home, but when we hit uh, approximately the two-month mark, we found out it was um, there wasn't any baby there, and we had a miscarriage over Christmas. So that was really tough, but he was away when I did the ultrasound to find out he wasn't there, and that was I don't recommend that for anybody. That was super tough to go through that and have your person so, so far away for for that support. And I didn't even have his shoulder to cry on. I had a phone in minus, God knows, I don't can't remember how cold it was. It was freezing that winter and I was just, I was numb. But that was my story. <laughs> Where do you go now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't trump that, babe. Like, that's pretty heavy. Um, we did get pregnant, though. Yes, we did. And our daughter Emma was born. Yep. And this is a big thing that for, of course, us as a family and... <laughs> Some people would say they felt complete. Uh, not me. No. It's really strange to say that, but there was still something missing for me. And I was still on that hunt. 
I was on the hunt for whatever it was to fulfill me in ways that I just wasn't getting fulfilled. Now, I have an amazing wife. I had a beautiful newborn child. And I was saying to Kristen, I'm unhappy. Yep. At least you were honest. But of course, I had to ask the question, where? In what aspects of your life are you unhappy? Is it overall absolutely all of it we had to break i had to break it down because of course sitting there with the our few week old baby which i've just carried for almost 10 months and you have your person there that's supposed to be there to help you say they're not happy and we broke it down and it wasn't with me or our baby or it was his own journey and it's so important when you share information like that that you add on the the next information that's needed for for the for the partner to understand because there's so much more underlying we had to break down the layers to to get to the root of what was actually going on and of course it's much easier to relate then because then at least i could put away my fear of it actually being our situation was killing him it wasn't that at all but then i now i can help you because now i can see beyond that and now i can we can talk about this. What do you need to do? What what needs to happen? What do we need to change? All the questions that we come up with needs to find answers, right? And through that, your your searching journey began. Now, I was searching mainly through harebrained schemes. Like the amount of ideas that I came up. I'm like, Kristen, I've got an idea. I'm going to start this salt washing car wash thing mm. i'm gonna what else was like oh crazy there was ideas. many there was many things there was in, we were looking at importing things from australia anything to make a buck really that didn't um equate in him having to work for somebody else so he was trying to find solutions of how to change his life but with the focus of money and i i think i did I actually want to give myself some credit because I think I did really well with those all those brain schemes that he came up with and me being probably a little bit more of a critical thinker there I would go okay well that's a cool idea but have you thought about this 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 and what about that how does that work have you actually looked into that or and then he's like yeah but but yeah but no but but and then he'd look further into it himself and then he'd sort of slide over into maybe some other idea. Yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, no, <laughs> yeah, but no, 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 but. no, but, you know, but, no, but, computer says no. Computer says no. <laughs> or Kristen says no. <laughs> yeah. You could you could choose either. either. It's so true because I was, I was really struggling. I had all these ideas and, you know, I was really just like, like I said, we were looking for money um, and I couldn't work out why I really couldn't put my finger on why things were not, you know, right with any of these ideas. And then I bumped into this video, I don't know, on Facebook or somewhere. um, And it was a guy called Simon Sinek. And he had this theory of starting with why. Uh, Why do you do something? Um, Now, because I was in this mentality of, oh, I need to start a business, 
that's how I really got interested in him in the first place because he talks about this golden circle whereas where you start with why in the center why the company exists in the first place um, how and what so uh, how meaning like how do you express your why and what do you do like what service what product do you provide that extends your why mm. uh, it sounds really complicated but it's actually really easy i would really recommend that you go check out the golden circle um it's called the golden circle yeah pretty sure Sa- there's a youtube video on it or yeah, a ted talk on it by uh, by simon sinek um really cool guy but i started listening a lot more to him and he had a lot more to say about your why yeah, and it resonated well with you, right? Yeah, because I was like, what? I don't have one. Like, no wonder things are just not lining up. No wonder all my harebrained mm. schemes are, are not feeling right. Like, it doesn't actually attune to who I am and why I'm doing something. Uh, so, after umming and ahhing, I thought, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do the course that he has online. Now, I think it costs about 200 us bucks or something no was it that much yeah oh yeah 100 or 200 i think it's about 150 bucks as us or the at the time possibly something like that anyway you made the investment (laughs) and it was it was an investment but i thought you know what if it can tell me why i exist on this planet then it's 200 measly dollars that's nothing so i went and did this course hmm the course was eye-opening mainly because it forced me to really look deep into my life of past mainly and it was really kind of raw Mm. Um, to give you an indication so the course kind of breaks you or makes you find three extremely positive things like the the happiest times you've ever been and three extremely negative things that the saddest and the most miserable you've ever been in three areas your childhood your work life and your personal life and then what you do is you get those uh geez what is that 20 well, six stories in each. Yeah, so 18. <laughs> mathematics was not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> 18 <laughs> Those story. 18 stories. And if you choose the three most positive and the three most negative out of all those stories. And then you try and find the similarities in all of them. Try and find or, the links between... Mm what happened in those you know stories those events whatever it is and that will start you start to see a picture coming out Mm -hmm. so a lot of my stories were when i was you know most happy i was creating something i got the freedom to create something to to show people what i was capable of the most negative experiences was where i felt trapped i didn't have any expression i had to follow the rules 
I was, you know, uh, on a submarine <laughs> in China. Um, you know, my even my parents uh, in my childhood uh, experiences with them, and then of course um, in bad relationships, that sort of thing were all the negatives, and then um, and then of, of course all the positives as well. So I saw these. Uh, common things, common themes coming out of these stories and that really allowed me to understand what my why was. Now, at the end of the course, you're supposed to write this why statement and the why statement was incredibly difficult and I think it still is difficult because my why statement has evolved over the last, what? Well, since you've done it. Yeah, four years. Yeah. And it's been oh, really, really tested interesting. Tested and tried words and tasted words to see if that is the the go. And then he'd come back and sometimes discuss it, and he'd be like, "Something, something's not right here. Something's, I'm still missing something. It doesn't feel like it's got the right flow, or that some, yeah, certain things like that." So. But yeah, it's um, he eventually figured it out though last year. Yeah, so if you guys have seen my YouTube videos, you'll see on the wall um, of my garage, I have a, a big sign that says, Ignite creativity, make ideas reality. And that's not my full why statement, but it's pretty close. My full why statement is... Uh, what is it now? Jesus. <laughs> I haven't heard it in a while. To ignite creativity in others so that ideas become reality. That was it. Yeah. 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 That was it. Good. I, I had we to remember know that. Yours. <laughs> I've been saying the short version for so long. I just, I think it's, it's been a bit difficult for me to remember that. But it's, it's kind of actually my, a bit of my mantra. So I, I often, think about what I'm doing and uh, and see if it matches that why statement. So, for example, this podcast fits within my why. So, you know... Surely does. I'm igniting creativity in others, you know, by inspiring them, telling other people's stories, telling my own stories. Uh, and I'm hopefully allowing them to make their ideas reality. Uh, and so I think that's really cool. And I, I, I really advise people, if you're really not sure what you're doing or nothing just feels kind of right or whatever. Or something yeah, just feels out of whack. Yeah. Have a look at the reasons why you're doing something. Yep. Uh, and, you know, if you end up always referring back to money, chances are that feeling will never go away. Very true. And um, I, to reference Justin, I did mine as well, even though I was quite sure what my path in life was. And, but I, I finally got it down in a sentence, in a, which is great. It, it worked for me too. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you don't have to be completely lost. But it was good for me to go through the journey with Justin and see the path that he'd taken and the stories that he'd gone through to to get to that equation in a sense or to that 
senses sen- sentence for life guidance. Yeah. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on when I was going through that journey? Well, of course, it's um, I'm a I'm a per- I'm a person that um, it takes a little while for me to uh, let things sink in. I'm not a quick thinker off my feet. I'm a very emotional person. So sometimes when Justin comes with things to me, I listen, but I don't have a response necessarily for him straight away, which he finds utterly frustrating. And that's the thing that we are really, really different at. So I think his his journey here, it probably hasn't helped, but I think my groundedness in already knowing what my life path was has actually helped him in the long run so there were i know there were times when he he wished he said it out loud he wished that i was i was more like him in the maybe more creative or i'm creative in my own way and i'm comfortable with that but he so that I could see things from his perspective, but then it would just be a one a one way lane of seeing things and not rather multiple perspectives, which I think is really, really valuable and really smart when you're going through life. And I think we've resonated to that in the end that we are actually uh, very good for each other. Yin yang. Here we are. Yeah, because if I, if you were creative like me, we'd be both flipping out all the time. <laughs> yeah, banging our heads towards each other just in frustration of <laughs> the other one wanting maybe either the same or the complete opposite rather than one of us being grounded. Yeah, and I I think that's been great because if you were also searching like I was, then you know we wouldn't have that consistency in family life. Um, you probably wouldn't be like on top of all the things you're on top of, which has really helped me in my journey because... Well, you don't have to look at those things. No, that's right. I don't. And I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) I, I think that's something that you also have to take into account with your partner is, you know, the fact that they do do the other side of things. What, what does your partner actually do? They may not fully be in the garage with you, you know, making things or, you know, standing by your side all the time. But what are they doing? You know, is it the simple stuff? Is it looking after the kids? Is it like the chores, you know, or is it organizing the bank accounts or is it like, you know, whatever it might be, or just coming into the garage to have a brainstorm because my oh my, I do that too. This is an interesting thing, actually, you mentioned this, because I, I often will ask you questions about yes. what I'm doing, even though I know you're never going to have an answer. Uh, and it's you just very, need to think it out loud, and I give you that ability to do that. That's right, yeah. So I'll, I'll just say, hey, I'm, like, I'm struggling with this, and you, you, it's funny, it's like you try to understand it, but you've oh, sometimes got no, no idea. idea and to wrap my head around it, I cannot see what's going on in your brain. But other th- other times, I know I've come with an idea and you'll be like, yeah, that's it. You would never give me the credit for it, though. I get that. 
But it some, has happened. Sometimes when I'm stuck, I'll literally just ask anyone the question that I have. And they sometimes have the weirdest insight um, to something that I had never contemplated or even had the chance to even go in that direction. Because your view is also subjective, where this person who comes in from a, either completely outside of things has a objective view on things. Yeah, so it, it's been a really great process mm. to to also work with you, considering you are different to me, and and very much so. See that we're actually a team when we work together, th- even though we're opposites, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. Um, right. I think we will leave it there. Mm-hmm. Let's go into Inspiration Nation. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Inspiration Nation. Uh, 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 uh. Love it. Um, for you, darling, um, are My. there? Is there anyone that you know you really? Oh, that inspired, inspired by? by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That resonates with me. Um. So, of course, next to Justin, I've gone through my my own set of things, uh, more on how to be a mother of two and uh, full-time, like 100% at work and all these things. So I've gone through my own stuff. And through that, my own journey, I found Brene Brown. Thank Lord for Brene Brown. I am eternally grateful and she inspires me every day. And I can go back and listen I audio book. I don't read much, but I audio book. And I can just listen to them again and again. One book, which was my, pretty much is my Bible these days. It I've listened to it four times, I believe. So, and it's been incremental for my mental sanity. Uh, there was so much healing there from Brene Brown. And the book that I would love everybody to read is Gifts of Imperfection. It's a fantastic uh, piece. So, yeah, that Brene Brown, of course, I, I can mention a million more or at least a few more that I love. Like Oprah. Who doesn't love Oprah? Seriously. Magic. I, I read Brene Brown uh, and I've read quite a few books from her now. Um, but Gifts of Imperfection, I think, was really, really great. To be honest, you know, if you're a blokey bloke, you're probably going to struggle through that book because there's a lot of, I guess, female ties. Uh, some of her, um, all, like, newer books are more like, I guess you'd say unisex. Uh, but, the, but the theories are there. They're exactly the same. Mm. So what Brene Brown actually covers is shame and fear. She's she's a she's a shame researcher. Yeah, she's a shame researcher and fear researcher. So she's done that for like twenty years, and she she really her, the book of gifts of imperfection is basically about the fact that she had been interviewing all these people and uh, these people that are super happy. She saw these traits that they are and what they do and and how they maintain their happiness. And then she realized she had none of those things on her list. Mm. 
And then she just, you know, she calls it a breakdown slash spiritual awakening. Um, you and remember so much more than me. I think I need to read this book again. <laughs> and and so she she goes on a journey to basically uh, turn herself into one of these people that she's interviewed that you know are happy with their life. Um, and I think it's there were so many valuable lessons there. It's just really worth listening to her story, listening to the other stories of the people she interviews uh, in her research mm. and, and getting some perspective of why we end up beating ourselves up about certain things and, you know. Definitely. And she's, and she's such a great storyteller and that's, it's so easy to resonate with her stories and because not everybody is built the same on how we understand things. So the way she she portrays these stories is very, well, I found them at least very relatable, which was great for me. So that is definitely my inspiration. Yeah. I'm going yours? Yeah. Thanks, babe. I, I, I'm going to shout out Simon Sinek again. Um, he's written a couple of books. Um, of course, he's got the Start With Why book and the Start With Why um, course that I took. And he has uh, another one called Le- Leaders Eat Last. Yeah, mm-hmm. Leaders Eat Last. And I, he's got a couple other new books, which I haven't actually read because I've got a lot of things on my plate and a lot of things I've been reading in the in the past. Um, and, you know, I would just say, like, go check him out. Like, his TED Talk is fantastic. Um, Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Um, and well worth a look. Uh, and, you know, I, I actually have to give him a lot of credit because if it wasn't for that course and his material that, you know, the content that I that I watched and, and listened to and, and read, then I don't think I'd be half the person I am now. So cool. sh- shout out goes to Simon Sinek for me. Nice. All right, cool. Babe, cool. Let's, let's go into story time. Story time. She stared at the gown and thought, yes, this is something my husband would wear. Story time. Righto. So am I telling the story here or are you telling the story? Or are we both sharing the story? So um, I had a brainstorm about this and I want to tell the story of where we got stumped. We literally got stumped in a rally and it was our last rally of 2011 well that was the last rally we ever did um and it was uh it was a drive it as you see it rally so for me being the navigator big difference there was no um there was no recce was there no no there was no recce so recce is when you do the the driving before and you actually write all your what we call pace notes like 200 meters and then there's a crest and a turn and right, left, all these things. Um, it could look Hebraic for some people. But this rally didn't have it. You got a you got a road book and then it would be like, in five kilometers, there is a T-section. Okay, what am I supposed to do with that? 
can't give him anything. He had to completely drive it as he said. So I had to put my trust in him 100% to, to get us home. And it was, um, I, I believe somewhere early in the rally, we flew over crests and I was pissing myself laughing because there was nothing else I could do. I had no control whatsoever. Justin had all of it. I was just there. My biggest role was actually like checking times at when you finish the rally and then get into the next checkpoint and all these things. That's what I could do. But other than that, when he actually, when we were on a track, it was all up to Justin and for him to drive it to his best of his ability of what he could see ahead of him. We had no idea what was coming. I have to say, I feel really good about that driving because what I didn't realize is I drive a lot faster when I'm driving a blind rally. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I don't know if I have... uh... Because we, cause we came into the service park, you know, in, in halfway point of the rally mm. and people were coming up to us saying, congratulations, you guys are doing so great. And yeah, I was like, what? you're in what? fourth place overall. Like, we're like, what? We're what? And this is against four-wheel drive Subaru WRXs and Evos. And we're, we're in a two-wheel drive 1990 front-wheel drive Corolla with 120 horsepower now we just thought this is great (laughs) (laughs) well we were having a blast it was laughs and uh, flying over crests and hitting bushes and whatnot it was it was hilarious it was an absolute hilarious actually we did we nearly we nearly crashed head on with the tree right oh yeah yeah we uh i called it we kissed a tree in one of the stages so he managed he managed to break hard enough for us to just just slightly tap it for a peck and then backed up and then off we went again so 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 lucky so of course we're like we're gonna do this like wow this is going really really well and then as we move on to was it the last stage last stage last stage and was that two two point three kilometers to go or something like that and it was and we were like we might actually manage to finish this like we're going really well and then there was an area with so much loose sand and these these tires in this sand was like it was like carving butter like melted butter and no chance whatsoever flying in a bit too hot there and boom off, off the racing line. So once you come off the racing line where all the other cars have driven before, it's super slippery on the side. So and in in Western Australia, they have this stuff called pea gravel. And it's, it's think about little ball bearings, basically. It's incredibly slippery when you come off the line. Is it slippy? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what the rally drivers say when it's... I know. Yeah. Who, who came up with that one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it's incredibly slippery when when you come off the racing line. And yeah, I came a little hot into the corner, came off the racing line, slid, and then we just went headfirst into an, a tree stump, which was on the, in the ditch side of the road. We couldn't see it, and no. just suddenly there was a stop. Yeah. We, was, we were hard stuck, like, and we, like, we did not see that coming. It was crazy. And uh, yeah, we got out and we're like, 
No, uh, no, no, no. You back, back it up, back it up. I back it up. Rem- remember what I said to you? No. We like literally had hit the stump. It was a bit of a abrasive stop. Probably doing sixty and boom, you know, smash. Oh, yeah, the book you flew. Know, uh, you know, <laughs> forward. It was. And yeah. I don't think I even asked you if you're all right. No, no. <laughs> I think I said get out and push. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a charmer, aren't Not you? my proudest moment. That's ah. the competitiveness in me. It was get out and push. Well, you're on a time frame and you have somebody coming behind you. So you you got to keep moving. Yeah, I we got that. So, of course, little me tried to get out there with my 64 kilos and <laughs> try and push a whole car <laughs> and Justin in it. <laughs> in sand. This yeah. is hilarious. But oh. you know what, though? We... Long story short, after lots of yelling and one spectator who ran like 500 meters to come help us, yeah, yeah, he yeah, heard us right. in the forest. He came to help us. He got us out, and we could have. We were about. We were going to finish the rally. If we finished the rally, we were going to come second in the in the two wheel drive championship, and that would have been massive for us. Yeah. Like huge first year ever driving rally, and then. Of course, we got well, out. We didn't know the engine had dropped all its coolant, of course, because we had yeah. smashed the radiator. And so the poor puppet of a car, she was rooted. <laughs> but she, I had a Toyota Corolla. Kudos to Toyotas. Whoever has a Toyota, I guarantee you, you're driving a unit of a car mm. because. Those, especially those 1990s engines were just amazing because. Honestly, the engine was so hot, it wanted to stall every five seconds, but we got it to clutch start it. And the interesting thing was the engine was so hot by the time we got halfway through the last bit of the stage that the oil filling cap had melted off the rocker cover. (laughs) That's insanely hot. Yet the engine was still running. And we managed, yeah. even though it was smoking like a motherfucker, um, to get it back to the service park on was, in flames. It but, was smoking and whatnot, but it didn't really start burning until we stopped. Then it yeah. started to burn. But it was just, at least we, for some strange reason, we came back way too late because it, of course, we'd used all too much time. So it didn't count in the end. But we had, <laughs> still but we had a fantastic fuming. I'm still rally. fuming about that. And it's so, it was such a great story because it was it was a, a drive of complete trust and insanity all at once, flying past trees at a 200 kilometers an hour, and you don't even have a road book that you can read notes from and go. I, I am actually partly in control of this. Uh, nope. Not at all. But we did it. And, and we're it alive. Fa- and we're alive. Some whiplash f- later. <laughs> and it was a fantastic year. Like, all in all. And it was a fantastic rally. I think we actually ended up driving home. Sure. A bit bummed. But at the same time, we did all right. This is our first, first and last now, year. But... We did all right. Uh, um, in, we had in, a laugh, and that was the whole point. 
we had a lot. Well, for me, it wasn't just the point. I wanted to win. I'm like super competitive. I was like, if I don't get a trophy. <laughs> oh, he lost. He lost there. Oh, I was fuming. I am not competitive at yeah. all. So, yeah, no, nah, I think it was great and a great experience for both of us. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we definitely learn a lot about ourselves in that journey as well with the sport mm. as well. So it's, it's good. It's Go great. do something you never imagined you would do. And maybe it's also not your necessarily pick of choice to do, but wow, what you learn. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> well, Don't just get think, stumped. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the crazy thing that, things that their wives want them to do. Or vice versa, what their men want them to do. Like horseback <laughs> riding on Iceland or... Oh, no. <laughs> Don't bring up that story. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So my almost two meter long man, he has ridden He has ridden an Icelandic horse in Iceland. It was a sight for sore eyes. It was oh fantastic. God. But he did it for uh, me. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Let's go into... Random question. Random question. Yeah. This one's for... Oh, are you doing one for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. If someone asked you to be your apprentice... Oh, so they wanted to be my apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. What would you teach them? What would I teach them? Probably hugs. (laughs) Simple as that. No. I would teach them... Um, what would I teach them? I have not thought about that, but there definitely would be some hugging involved because I can't, I am just that type of person. I believe that you can change the world one hug at a time. And uh, I would teach them to live in love wholeheartedly in their lives, um, to have focus on uh, leading, leading through love for me that would be so where they might get frustrated at somebody I would love for them to be able to turn their um, mindset to rather than bite back answer with love so yeah I think that that would be my teaching as as of today yeah of where and who I am today Mm. All right, babe, let's, uh, let's wrap it up for this episode. Um, Pretty sure I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, okay, shoot. Sorry, my bad. Whoa. 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 So, how many teeth does a snail have? How many teeth does a snail have? Yep. I didn't even know snails had teeth. Yep, apparently they do. And some can kill you. Probably didn't know that either. I'm going to go with... Many, so I'm going to say... <laughs> well, that's a bit flimsy. Uh, I'm going to say 120. They have 14,000 teeth. What the... F- they're not teeth. Yep. They're bloody taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> taste buds. 14,000 taste buds that taste what a bloody, you know, <laughs> leaf tastes like. But yeah, apparently... They have 14,000 teeth. There you go. Interesting, hey? When hmm. they eat all those leaves. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you learned something today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's wrap this up, guys. Uh, let's wrap it up. 
Um, Kristen, mm-hmm. is there anything you want to leave our audience with uh, from today? From today? Um, opposites uh, can be good. Uh, test yourselves to try something you haven't tried before. Um, there's a lot of healing in communication. Um, and what I always say, lead with love, choose love. And I'm going to add basically too that, you know, you guys don't be scared of investing a little bit in your future. Even if it seems like your other friends might bag you out or whatever, um, spend that. on that course if you think it's going to be valuable for you. Mm. Uh, Put things in perspective. I mean, that Start With Why course was expensive on paper, but cheap as hell for giving my life direction, giving me my life direction. So, completely worth it. Yeah. Guys, just take the risk and... Don't think about the money value of things, especially if you're willing to execute. Yep. Mm. yep. Um, Kristen, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, on Kristen Powers White at Instagram or Kristen Powers White at Facebook. Yeah, those are uh, the places you'll find me these days. And uh, I, yeah. That's about it. Um, you can, of course, find me uh, on Instagram at Garage Avenger. Um, and please send your DMs to me if you like these podcasts or you just want to tell uh, Kristen how good looking she is. <laughs> uh, and I'll pass those on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, Please tell a friend. Word of mouth is the oxygen uh, of this podcast. Before you close this app and go Insta stalk Kristen, <laughs> find out how good looking she is. Uh, oh, thank you, Danny. Uh, please consider rating this podcast, and you know maybe if you can leave a review, if you want to spend the thirty to ninety seconds doing that, that'll be amazing. Um, And if you do leave a review, let me know so I can find it and read it um, and share it on this podcast. Um, And I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been tuning in for the last 20 episodes. You guys have been amazing. I've just been blown away by the response. Um, I also want to say too that unfortunately I'm going to take a break from this podcast I need to get in that garage and I need to finish some projects. Um, But I will be back. Maker Central is coming up and I will be doing recordings at Maker Central and before Maker Central. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're going to be at Maker Central or you're going to be in the south of the UK uh, the week before Maker Central, Please send me a DM, let me know, and we'll make something happen. Um, Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you in a couple of months. 
or you can hear from me in a couple of months. Um, like always, keep pushing yourself, keep ballsing things up, keep learning, get inspired, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers. Pretty good. By the way, we have a new microphone.